Welcome, bowlers, to this week's episode of Talking Bowls, brought to you by the three little ducks in the Bell Reef Key. And uh, there'll be a lot of people happy with themselves with uh, having won their pennant this year, all all around the state this season. And uh, we'll obviously focus on the South for wrapping up the pennant season. But when it comes to the state finals, we're going to have a um, a talk to. Uh, Mark Meats from the Burnie Bowls Club, who their club were the winners of the Premier League competition on the northwest coast, and we'll also have a chat to Sam Springer, who is a member of the East Launceston Bowls Club, who was the champions in the north. Uh, but one of the highlights, I think, of today's episode is uh, hopefully, if it uh, comes across well, is going to be some of the recordings from the Glenorchy Wotham Sandy Bay Bowls Club Grand Final. Uh, I was able to chat with a few of the players while the game was still in play and also record a few of the uh, reactions as the the, the bowl that uh, meant they were able to win went down. Just as a little bit of a, a note on that, I, there was by no means no disrespect to Sandy Bay as I was talking to some of the Winorki Rodman players. Um, as you'll hear, the first interview I spoke to Josh Baker, uh, that was definitely not a, a case of uh, the game's over, it was a case of how How's the game going? And it wasn't until uh, Rodman led by 16 shots with two ends to play that I started chatting with some of the players about uh, the likelihood of them winning. And that was only because I had to leave immediately after the game and I wasn't able to chat to people after the game. So I tried to get some uh, thoughts from some of the players once it was pretty obvious that Glenorchy Rodman were going to win. Now, I didn't chat to any of the Sandy Bay players. I didn't feel as though it was my place to... Uh, Force upon an interview after um, having the, I guess, the agony of defeat on the day. So hopefully people are, are able to accept that uh, it's a pretty heavily favoured in Glenorchy Rodman, the, uh, the interviews and also the, the reactions. But if you have a quick look at uh, how the finals turned out. Now Rodman, now according to the website, it says Rodman won by 16 shots against Sandy Bay, which I find strange because they were 16 up with two ends to play and they didn't play the last end. So I don't know how that works, but uh, anyway, Rodman uh, were victorious and ended their their long drought of uh, not winning a, the title of the top league, so congratulations to Rodman. In Division 1, Sorrell, who were the promoted team, defeated Jeeveston by six shots. Uh, Glenorchy Rodman in Division 2 defeated Sandy Bay by 18 shots. And probably the most exciting grand final of the weekend was in Division 3, Howard and Glenorchy Rodman were level after the 100 ends. They needed to play an extra end each, and it was Howrah who was victorious uh, by two shots. Uh, the biggest win of the weekend was Glenorchy City over Howrah in Division 4. They won by 31 shots. Division 5 was a bit closer. Sorrell picked up their second title against New Norfolk by four shots. And in Division 6, Glenorchy City defeated Howrah by 20 shots. And... It's a miss of me. I don't have the challenger scores on me, but I'm pretty confident the Bucks uh, won in the challenger competition. So Glenorchy City won two titles, Sorrell won two titles, Glenorchy Rodman won two titles, and Howrah with the, the title in the middle there. So congratulations to those clubs for, for taking out those divisions. And for uh, all the players that played in the, uh, apart from the challenge division, all the other divisions now move on to state finals. And I think it's a pretty good concept that uh, what the Bowls Taz and Bowls Taz South have done is tried to put those clubs playing in uh, at the same venue. 
So Roddy's, uh, so what the format will be is Premier, Division 1, Division 2 and Division 5 will all play at the Sandy Bay Bowls Club, which means the two Rodman teams and the two Sorrell teams will play together. Now I would assume, because it's in the south and that gives the um, Bowls South a bit of a home ground advantage, that Rodman, the two Rodman teams would be in one green and the two Sorrell teams would be in one green. Um, gives them a chance to support each other and also um, allows for any supporters to come along to watch both of their teams play. Uh, so teams like East Launceston in the north, they won in the Premier in Division 1. It probably doesn't benefit them. They'll have one team on one green, one team on the other green. But that's what home ground advantage is all about. If it was in the north, I'm sure East would be playing uh, both their teams on the same green. So it uh, should be a, a great atmosphere with the Rodman supporters getting behind their teams and the Sorrell supporters getting behind theirs. And uh, Glenorchy City will, I assume, will, uh, Glenorchy State Division 3, 4 and 6 will be played at Rosney Park and you would hope that Glenorchy City, the two Glenorchy City teams, would be played on the one green with Howard played on the other. And that's pretty handy for Howard not being far away from Rosney. So it uh, should be a great, um, a great weekend of bowls. But uh, the focus for the Talking Bowls podcast is going to be on the Premier League Grand Final. And uh, what we might do is, uh, first of all, let's uh, let's relive uh, the Glenorchy Rodman win against Sandy Bay. And it goes for about seven minutes and uh, includes some action from the game, but also some interviews with some of the players. So hopefully you uh, enjoy that. Cheers. One more thing before I do play the clip, just a word of warning. There is uh, uh, one swear word in the, the interviews, so the, the F-bomb is dropped by one of the players and uh, I'm unable to beep it out. So uh, if that does offend you, uh, probably fast forward seven minutes and then that'll, I oh, probably don't need to fast forward about four minutes, but that'll uh, avoid, if, uh, avoid any language if that does offend you. Cheers. So I've just uh, made my way to the grand final. There's only seven ends to go. Rodman are up by 14 shots. Uh, thanks mainly to Josh Baker's victory 29-14. He's nervously watching the last uh, seven ends being played. How are you feeling at the moment, Josh? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, Dave. Uh, yeah, no, good, good solid performance by the boys. So hopefully they can hold on and finish off strong. Did you have any standouts on your ring? Uh, the main standouts probably had to be Lammy. He, he was a machine today, but... Oh, all of them chipped in and Moose, Moose played well, pretty well all day. So everyone done their part and come away with a good result. So 14 shots, as we can just hear uh, one of the Roddy's boys put down a touch of it. 14 shots with seven ends to go. How confident are you feeling? Uh, we'd have to be pretty confident in this state with a couple of solid rinks playing, uh, left playing. So hopefully they can hold on and finish off and do the job. Oh, uh, congratulations on an awesome performance and hopefully you're celebrating tonight. Thanks, Dave. Pretty crucial bowl coming up here. Hopefully you can hear me, don't want to be too loud. But uh, So we're still 14 shots up with 7 to play, but Josh Teague finds himself 3 shots down. And I reckon if you, uh, by the sound of the crowd, you'll be able to hear how successful he is. So just on the mat, about to bowl. Here it comes down with weight. We'll let the crowd do the talking for you. Massive bowl, massive bowl. Puts the jack in the pit for one. And uh, Ben Dayton does have one ball to come, but that's going to be hard to beat on this beta green. Massive ball. And uh, 
just for the follow-up, Ben Dayton did draw a shot, so it's uh, 13 shots with six ends to go. Last few ends haven't resulted in much, one shot either way. Rodman stopped 13 up with four ends to play. Uh, Roddy's looking pretty good, but Sandy Bay not giving up just yet. It's almost just, uh, done and dusted. Rodman now at 15 up with three ends to play. That's all Josh Mab and Cameron Tegg. Uh, depending on what happens here, it could be the last end. But uh, we'll see what happens. You can hear some of the players in the background pretty happy. And uh, it's pretty much home and hose now for Rodman. They did uh, 16 shots and two ends, Sandy Bay. But they, uh, looks like they're making them play the last two ends. But I've got with me here uh, Pistol Clifford, who... Uh, just saying then, uh, 20 years, this is his first premiership, must be pretty pleased for the, the club, 37 years, and they've uh, they've done it. Yeah, we're absolutely wrapped, mate. Like I say, I've been there for 20 years. Last year was the first grand final I played in, and we got beat by a shot, so that was pretty devastating. So to get up this year and for the club to win their first one for 37 years is fucking fantastic. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, uh, it's, pretty, uh, it's a pretty great effort, not only uh, winning the Premier League, but you've also got your, your other teams coming back have also won their Premiership. You're going to have a lot of, it's, uh, a lot of, the club's got a lot of families involved, there's going to be a lot of people uh, very happy today. Yeah, well I've had, there was five of us Cliffords actually playing today, there was me and Anthony in uh, Premier League and uh, Cody was playing in the twos and they got a flag and my two brothers played in Division 3 and they just missed out on the next round. So yeah, our, our family's pretty well involved in the club and we love it, so it's fantastic. And having been there for 20 years, you've also got some of those players that have, have been around for, for just as long. It must be a, a pleasure to be able to have them in the team at, at the same time winning the Premiership. Uh, absolutely. Blake's like Jeff Moore has been there longer than me. Dave Sutton's been in the club for 12 or 15 years. I think Grant's been there 10 years now, so Jamie Miller's been there 20 years, so there's a lot of guys that have been around there for a long time waiting for this moment so we're going to enjoy it tonight don't you Ryan? i was going to say yeah uh, make sure you, make sure you do enjoy it not only uh, tonight but i uh, have a feeling uh, sunday monday as well uh, it looks like we've got a mad monday planned and everything and i've organized a day off work so it all looks good yeah. oh, well done pistol congratulations thank you very much mate yeah. well i just had a word to pistol and we've let everyone know what's happened but uh how are you feeling oh mate this is this is 20 years in the making this is well it's actually 38 for the club this yep. is Huge, mate, to actually, to actually win it. You know, after all, all the effort, all the times we've had a crack at it, and last year hurt so much, and to get over the line, mate, it's just uh, means a lot. And um, to win the, to win the medal for Ray, yeah. I know it was uh, very close to you. He's a good family friend of ours too. Worked with my mum and. Uh, I know you've always wanted to do for him. Must be uh, pleasing to do that, but also all the boys that have been at the club for such a long time that uh, have never been able to taste this glory to be able for you to have played so well. Your ranking by seven shots must be a good feeling to have contributed so well to the team. Oh, it was awesome, mate. Um, to have you know Agro, you know he's been at the club for 24 years. Um, myself for 13, Pistol I think about 20 himself. So to to actually. You know, have a rink with all the sort of elder statesmen of the side in, in, in your rink and to, to get up and sort of lead by example, if you like, on our rink. And, you know, it was a massive team effort. It's one board, you know, one team, no passengers. It's exactly what we wanted, huge effort.
and there was a lot of uh, man love on the green. Obviously, uh, a lot of people very close to you, and, and as we said to Pistol, you got the Cliffords, the Morns, the Tags. A lot of uh, families there at the club. It's going to and uh, with the boys having won the other division, it's going to be a pretty big night tonight. And I suggest Sunday, Monday as well. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. Uh, yeah, the Div Two boys for them to get up as well. It's huge, huge weekend for our bowls club and. Yeah, you know, Div Three boys took it to an extra end, and they finished fourth. So, just a massive, massive effort from our club, and we're very proud of all of our players. And um, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a long weekend. <laughs> well, as, as I said in the last podcast, you're a, a true gentleman of the game, and uh, it's great to see you get a medal. And congratulations. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, mate. So the uh, the second last end still being played, but uh, Sandy Bay just trying to kill the end. Uh, hopefully, we get a bit of the crowd reaction as the uh, Mathematically, it can't be possible anymore. Here comes Josh's last bowl. Let's hear the reaction from the crowd. That's it! The drought's over! Oh, yeah, St Kilda. This time for Robin Bowls Club, it's uh, tears of happiness, not tears of sadness. And uh, congratulations to him, it's been an awesome effort. Thanks to all the players for giving up their time, um, especially they're obviously uh, going through the joys of winning the grand final to, to step aside and speak to me for a couple of minutes was much appreciated. Uh, if you weren't aware, the last player that I spoke to there was uh, Josh Tegg, who's the, the captain of the Glenorchy Rodman Bowls Club. Um, I just forgot to introduce him as I was speaking to him. Um, but uh, it was just it was great to get the feelings of the players. Um, I thought it was pretty special, and uh, I'm sure they, they really did uh, enjoy their, uh, their celebrations. Uh, but moving on, uh, now it's about the state finals and the three clubs that are going to be playing against each other, Glenorchy, Rodman, Burnie and East Launceston. I'm pretty sure I'm correct in saying that all three teams have only lost one game this season, uh, which is quite amazing. Often you'll get at least in one final series, uh, one, of, uh, one of the second, third or fourth teams surprise the top side. That's not the case this year. The top sides in all, all three regions have uh, been victorious and hopefully it's going to be some, uh, some cracker matchups. Um, you look at the names of some of the players, Bernie, you've got Mark Neitz, David Gamble, Tony Simpson, all players that have represented their regions and a couple of those represented the state. And then you look at uh, East Launceston, Chris Dudman, Scott Summers, um, Drew Berwick's won State Fours recently. Uh, the other skip escapes me at the moment. They'll probably, uh, they'll probably let me know about that. But... Um, Oh, Chris Bannon is the, the other skip. Um, they've got some quality players at East and, and Roddy's when you consider the skips of uh, Cameron Tegg, Josh Tegg, Lee Schreiner. Uh, it's going to be some great matchups. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the teams line up, especially the Northwest and the South being reduced from 16 to 12. Uh, Mark mentions it a bit in the, the Bernie interview about what how Bernie are going to approach um, the reduction. So it'll be interesting to see what, what Rodman do. Uh, whether they favour the rotation system or whether they just pick their best 12 players. Um, I have a feeling most teams feel as though the rotation is the right thing to do because 
give everyone a chance who won the final a chance to play in the state final. Uh, nevertheless, uh, all three teams have uh, are great teams on paper, and I just hope that the, the weather holds out and that we get some, some quality bowls. But let's uh, get to the two interviews. First, we'll have Mark Neitz from uh, Burnie, uh, followed up by Sam Springer from East Launceston, and then uh, I'll join you to round off the show at the end. Uh, the first guest that uh, I want to interview this week for the uh, state final preview uh, is Mark Neat from the Burnie Bowls Club. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, David. Uh, first of all, congratulations on your win. A uh, bit of a, a regular a win for you guys up in Burnie. You've been successful in the last few years. Yeah, thanks, David. Uh, we had competed in the previous three grand finals, um, in which we only won one, so it's a fun this one, I guess. Uh, considering we've lost the last two, was quite pleasing. Um, now, a lot of the Southern players might not be aware of how your your season's gone along. How have, how have Bernie gone? Was it a case of you guys being on top of the ladder for most of the season, or was it a, a pretty close affair throughout the season? No, uh, well, we did have a really good season. We lost round one against Penguin, who were last year's premiers. Um, but after that, well, that was our only loss for the year. So we've played, I think we've played 19 or 20 games since then, and we've won them all. Um, so quite strong wins. We had a couple of big games against stronger clubs that we defeated them quite easily, and, and we had some massive wins against the lower clubs. Having lost a game since round one, yeah, it gave us a lot of confidence as we headed into the finals. Well, that is, that is a pretty amazing season. And heading into the finals, you did have... Uh, you. I uh, played Penguin in that that first final, and as you said, they were the, they were the state final winners from last year, and they've got some uh, very decent players in their team. Um, how did the first final uh, go? The first final was played against Penguin here up there at Wingett. It was a game where Bernie got out to a half dozen shot lead very early on, and the game didn't change much. We continually kept that half dozen shot lead. I think we were seven up with one end to go, and we just played cover bowls and things like that. But, but that first final up at Winget, where we went straight through to the grand final, once we got out to a little lead, they never picked us back and we couldn't extend our lead. So it was pretty high quality the whole way through. We just had our noses in front all the way to the very end. Oh, straight to you. And then Penguin uh, managed to get over uh, Latrobe in the next final, which meant uh, they got the, the rematch to play you guys again. And uh, you were saying to me before that uh, Penguin actually got off to a really good start. Yeah, they did. All their skips started the game very well. Uh, Ricky Richardson, Wayne Manson and Jacob Brown were playing really well in three of the weeks. And uh, they got out to a good lead and Penguin got out to about a 14 or a 15 shot lead early on. They still had a half dozen shot lead halfway through the game. But then Bernie stepped up a little bit across all four rinks. The Bernie team just started firing all at once and momentum carried on a fairly long way and we got out to about a 10 or a 12 shot lead with 10 ends to go and just made that, maintained that lead all the way through to the end. It sounds like a, a pretty exciting final and I guess it also uh, gives you guys the good experience heading into the state final because you're going to be coming up against two quality teams in East Launceston and Glenorchy Rodman so to, to be really pushed for the whole game uh, must be good for you, good uh, uh, Yes, good form heading into the state finals. Yeah, it is. Uh, close games, winning good close games is always a confidence booster. Um, having some 
experience in winning premierships in the past, as Bernie has done on the North West Coast, and had a few guys that have won state premierships before as well. That's going to also be good come finals time down in Hobart on the weekend. In saying that, you look at Glenorchy, Rodman and East Launceston, and both those sides also chock a block full of current and former state players. So there's not going to be a weak player in any team. I, I, I don't know if I've played in a triangular series that's going to be as strong as this one has ever. You were saying before that Bernie have won some of the, the state finals. Um, how important is the state finals for Bernie Bowles Club? I know a lot of teams, especially teams that haven't uh, won their, their own pennant before, um, sometimes they feel as though they've done what they've achieved by winning the, the Southern pennant or the North or Northwest and the state final's a bit of a bonus. Is the state final the ultimate goal for Bernie or do you think you, you can walk away happy having won the, just the coastal pennant? And your ultimate goal is your regional pennant, and that was our ultimate goal. But now that that's been achieved, there's still another goal ahead. So unless you achieve your first goal, you don't get the chance for the state goal. So now that we have done that up at Bernie, and I'm sure Glenorchy, Rodman and East Lonnie are thinking the same thing, it is a bonus, but at the same time, it's not. they're not going to go out half-hearted because, yeah, it's a major achievement to have won a state title. There's plenty of players who have probably won association titles and haven't been lucky enough to have won a state title. And this is a chance for all these guys involved in these games to become a state champion. Now, the, um, the powers that be have decided that it's a, a 12, uh, 12 person final and that we'll save uh, a conversation for another day, but it's a decision that has to be made. How is that? What Bernie's plans uh, to do this? Are you going to try and rotate the players around, or are you picking the best twelve players? How do you approach that? Yeah, well, we're, we do have sixteen up here on the northwest coast. Sixteen aside, we do have two players that aren't going to be available to go okay. to Hobart on the weekend. Yep. So we're only going to be bringing down fourteen, but we will be rotating the two that don't get a game in the first round. They will play in the second game. Good. And that's something similar that we had at Rosny. We we're a bit fortunate; a couple of people couldn't make it, and then gives everyone a chance, so that's good to see. Well, uh, well best of luck, Mark. Hopefully uh, the greens will be running nicely on, uh, on or you play both your games on Sunday, so good luck for the Sunday, and hopefully we'll see some uh, close battles down here. Yeah, thanks, David. Looking forward to it. And our second interview for our preview for the statewide final this week is uh, welcoming back to the show uh, Sam Springer from the East Launceston Bowls Club. Welcome, Sam. G'day, Moses. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, you've had a pretty enjoyable last few days? Yeah, it has been. It's um, been tiring and taxing, but uh, a lot of hard work to, to get there. And um, had a really tough game on Sunday, which is what we expected against Longford. And, uh, you know, happy to come up pumped, really. It's been a while since East have uh, won, a, won a, uh, I guess, the top grade premiership. How long has it been? Twenty-three years it's been since we've won at the top level, so uh, it's a long time between drinks. But um, you know, back in those days, it was a good side too. You know, it had the, the Crockers and Andrew Baird, and when they were all firing at their best, and uh, you know, they were a good side. And uh, you know, it's been nice to win one. It's been a long time coming. So, I'm sure your uh, your dad would have enjoyed seeing the club have the success and also having both his boys playing in the winning team. 
Yeah, well, he was part of that team um, 23 years ago when they when they last won it. So uh, I, I know he's been keen to see a success at the club. I mean, he's been a member there for 50 years now. And, uh, you know, he's played 700-odd games to Division One himself. So he knows what it takes and he knew that, you know, how much hard work we put into it and, uh, and to get the reward was, you know, very satisfying for him, not only in Premier but also in Division One. And uh, he was a happy man. He... Uh, he uh, walked out of the club with tears of joy, so that was humbling to see as well. That was great, great to hear. Now, now during the season, um, we spoke to spoke to Mark Neach from the Burnie Bowls Club, and they had a pretty pretty successful season, only losing the one match. How did how did East fare during the, the regular season? Uh, well, we played eighteen games of the regular season and lost one game as well, which yep. was Longford out of Longford. Um, I mean, that's always a tough ask out there. They've got a distinct home advantage and, uh, you know, the wind can be tricky out there. And, but we're still competitive, which I think was a good thing. And, um, you know, I always think that, you know, there's two ways to lose. There's the wrong way and the right way. And I think we uh, we, we lost the right way. So uh, it didn't do us too much harm. But, you know, they're just a tough side to beat anywhere, really. I have a feeling um, Rodman only lost one game as well. I think that if, it, if it's not one, it's two. So you've got... You've got three teams going into the, the state finals that have basically only lost uh, once a season. It's uh, going to be some, some cracking games being played. Yeah, look, they're all good sides, don't they? Um, I mean, uh, you know, the North West is obviously a tough competition and uh, you know, hats off to Bernie to uh, get over the top of uh, Penguin, who, you know, sort of had the roll of the dice, really, over the last couple of seasons. And, uh, I mean, I understand Rodman haven't won one for a while either, so they'd be happy. But, uh, between the three teams, you know, you could flip a coin, really, I think. There's some quality players in, in all of those sides. There's definitely some quality players, especially, I guess, from the results, you always notice the, the skipped names. But when you start to see some of the photos posted on Facebook from the winning teams, you really get to see the depth of the, the three sides. Well, I think the depth is key, isn't it? Um, especially in Pennant and, and Ford's play. And, you know, everyone, everyone says the same thing. You know, you, the team that has front half firing for the longest seems to do the best. Um, you know, the, the skips are obviously you know, all good in all the regions, but uh, I think they would probably tell you also that, uh, you know, the, the front halves have set it up nicely and I mean, that was the key to our success this year as well. Um, you know, just really solid front halves and everybody just sort of understanding their role and playing their role and, uh, you know, it makes for confidence and, um, you know, and obviously the wins. I definitely think the higher up you go in, in the competitions, the front ends become more and more important. I've definitely seen from watching the, the Premier League Grand Final down here on the weekend, the front ends were key and, and playing at a, a state level, it's a, it's a similar thing. Those front ends, if they're not setting it up and they're putting pressure on your skips, it doesn't really matter who your skips are. If your front ends aren't firing, then you just can't cope with that bad, bad one or two bowls every end. You know, you have to remember also that back half, which, you know, threes and skips only have four bowls. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think the key to the front half is, you know, each player bringing the next player into the game, you know. Um, and if your lead sort of is on, on the ball, he can bring the two into the game, which is, you know, the two spots such a linchpin position. And uh, if they can allow the, you know, the back half of the rink to, to go in, you know, those last four bowls, you know, being able to play an aggressive position rather than defensive, well, then you're, you know, you're laughing. So, um, I think that's key. 
the, obviously the main aim of the season for East was to get the, the monkey off the back and win that Northern pennant. So how important is the state final to, to you guys now? Like, were you guys out practising today like a, a, a normal week, ready for the, the state final? Or is this just a bit of, we'll go and try as hard as we can, but, but it's not really what you're aiming for? Yeah. Um, I think we're all pretty geared up to, to just try to get the icing on the cake, really. I mean, state finals don't come around very often. So uh, and there's a lot of us in our team that haven't played in the state final, certainly at the top, in the, in the top division. So yep. the boys are very keen when it came to practice. There wasn't too many of us on the, on the green today. I think we're, you know, we played Sunday. So yep. uh, we <laughs> a few of us were probably still a little bit rusty <laughs> from uh, Sunday, night, Sunday night celebrations. But, you know, we'll be on the park tomorrow. Noticing on on Facebook, the club's been pretty supportive of the players. You've got you've always got 24 players that made the finals, and financially with accommodation and travel and stuff, the club's really got behind the teams and helping them out. Um, I guess not with that side of things. Yeah, we we do, and um, you know part of that is obviously we've been fairly financially successful too, which has put us in a position where we can do that. But we also recognise that you know this is a great opportunity for the club to, you know, excel and um, and finish off what's already been a great year and have a real comfy year. So, you know, we think it's worth the investment and, uh, you know, to support the players and give back a little bit for the efforts that they've put in this year, and not just the winning teams, but just the whole club, really. And um, not only will we have the players down there, but I think a lot of our supporters will come down as well. So, uh, yeah, we think it's worth it. I did notice of the 24 players, uh, the only person on their own that uh, gets a king-size bed was you. You've, you've done that pretty well. <laughs> I, I didn't do that on purpose, but it, it wasn't lost me after I put it all down there and I thought, oh, it's too late to change it now, so I'll just have to run with it. So. Uh, well, anyway, it's, um, hopefully it will be uh, three cracking games and uh, uh, good luck, obviously, against some tough opposition, but uh, looking at the players you've got on paper and you'll definitely be holding your own, if not a, a big chance to take out the title on the on the Sunday. We hope so, and uh, you know, good luck to the rest of the teams as well. We, we'd love nothing better than to have you know, two cracking games and um, you know, hopefully the supporters will get out and have a look at it and see some quality bowls and see if we can just cap off a, a good season. Well, thanks again for your, your time, Sam, and uh, best of luck. No worries, any time. Thanks to both Mark and Sam for giving up their time for speaking to the show. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the interviews. Uh, fingers crossed the, the audio has uh, come across nicely. And if you are in the south this weekend, head along to either Sandy Bay or Rosny and hopefully you'll see some good bowls being put down. Uh, after this episode, the next episode, we'll probably look at the size championships that are coming up. Um, and the Tassie side will be keen to head over there. Uh, if you're keen to play some bowls over Easter, I know uh, Glenorchy Rodman's got an Easter carnival, Inverme's got an Easter carnival, I think it was East Devonport's got an Easter carnival. So there's lots of bowls going on around the state. If you're keen to participate, get out there, have a bowl. Uh, otherwise, uh, enjoy your off season and uh, tune into Talking Bowls to hear what's going on. Uh, once again, a thank you to Three Little Ducks for their support and maybe. Uh, any of the clubs travelling down. If you are playing at Rosny and you want to you get a, a feed for dinner, head over to the Bell Reef Key and check out Three Little Ducks and see what you think. 
Uh, but uh, I just hope everyone uh, has an enjoyable weekend and uh, we get to see the, the high level of bowls that the players are capable of. Uh, enjoy.